When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino. San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. It feels like this was only a matter of time. Welcome into Gwen and Crease, second hour of the show. Crease? Second hour of the show, right? What did you say, no, Crease? No, you said Crease. Okay, never mind. What did I, I say, Crease? You said oh, Gwen Cre- and Crease. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did, he did go on a fancy vacation, so maybe when he comes back, his name is going to be Crease. <laughs> um, it almost has felt too good to be true for Cowboy fans. I mean... This is the first time in a long time I can remember them not receiving the type of slander that they normally get. It's been all love. I mean, I've seen Cowboys' best team in the NFL. I've seen a few people say that. I've definitely seen that, too. Hold fast. Because this is this is where the hits start coming for the Cowboys. It's always something that gets the ball rolling. Today, Trayvon Diggs, out for the season. You ask, they're not playing today. How did that happen? Happened in practice. Torn ACL. Looks like sources say he will miss the rest of the season. Just signed him uh, to a long-term deal. You have um, you have Trayvon Diggs on one side, and then uh, what's the other cornerback they signed? Uh, Gilmore. Oh, Stephon Gilmore. Steph- Stephon Gilmore. And so you know, a lot of people are saying he's the best duo um, in terms of cornerbacks in the league right now. He's done for the year. Um, they have, I mean, don't get me wrong, Dak looked good last week, but they had largely done most of their damage due to their defense. Oh, yeah. Their defense is, is, is good. Legit. Is and it's really going to remain legit. But now all of a sudden you don't have a shutdown corner on one side like you do. Like you had two You had two on different sides prior to Trayvon Diggs going down. Trayvon Diggs is a really good corner, but he does get burned a lot. He takes a lot of risk. Yes, he likes risk to jump. is a good word. He likes to jump ra- routes, and he gets beat on double moves. Uh, but you know, you take the good with the bad. I guess he's gonna give up some, but he's gonna get you some. He's gonna get you more than a, get a few. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's not gonna be getting any this year. He's gonna. He got his first interception last week. It'll be his only interception, as he is done for the season. Unfortunately, I feel so bad for Cowboys fans. <laughs> Is that why you sound like a robot? <laughs> yes, I was trying to say it. No, I do feel bad because I don't want Cowboys fans getting in my DMs telling me the 49ers don't have a chance. Or the 49ers, are the, the only reason they're going to be good is because the Cowboys lost some guys. I mean, listen, I, I feel for Cowboy fans. They catch a lot of heat. Catch a lot of heat. And rightfully so. You know, Cowboy fans, they have yet to really – Never think that they didn't have a chance. Every year it's Super Bowl or bust for them. It is. Which and they it haven't been be. to no, they haven't been to Super Bowls since nineteen ninety five. Five, I think. Yeah, so <laughs> it shouldn't be Super Bowl or bust when you haven't been there since nineteen ninety five. But they're America's team. Why? 
I don't know. I, I've we've we've talked about this. It and doesn't I, make sense. Just for just talking about how much slander they take, and I'm partaking in the slander. <laughs> <laughs> well, they also are like the one of the number. I think maybe even number one. I think they are most, in the NFL for yeah. how much it's worth. Yeah, I think not just the NFL. I think like the world, yeah, or not all, the world, but the United sports. States. Yeah, I think all the sports, or at least in the United States. All right, uh, we do have a daily gambit to get to. So, Scraby, let's get to it. Do you like money? I think about money a lot. Do you like money without doing anything? Uh, duh. Winning. Do you want to make money while watching sports? I think Washington is immortal luck. Washington! Woohoo! If you answered yes, this is your segment. Just don't blame us when you lose. Nothing is ever your fault. It's your game. Take it. Gwen and Chris go through the top bets of the day in The Daily Gambit on 97.3 The Fan. Daily Gambit is our daily sports betting segment here on Gwen and Chris. And, or Crease, we, we don't know yet. Chris might come back Crease. We're, we're not <laughs> sure. Ah, <laughs> gravy. Oh, man. All right. So let's start out. Actually, everybody gamble responsibly. FanDuel, though, they lost... Uh, $20 million on a mistake that they made on their sports book. Yeah, a series of bettors in a Discord channel caught wind of a crazy house-made special parlay that FanDuel put together with the winning bet having to, or uh, including all teams make a field goal in the all Sunday. Or actually, just the morning and afternoon games, not Sunday Night Football. So just every team just had needs, to make a, a just, field goal. Uh, just a field goal. So they found this in this Discord channel. They put a bunch of money on it. Um, one of the betters, he put $5 on this because it was plus 20,000 odds. And then they got a boost somewhere as well. So all in all, so many people bet on this. They lost $20 million on this so, bet. So was, was this an accident? Did they, it was an accident. How, where was the mistake at? Was the was The, the odd, odds in the boost. Were too low. Yes. I, or too low. Odds were too... Like, here... Okay, well, then they, they also made a mistake on the odds because DraftKings had this same bet for 30 to 1 odds, and then FanDuel yeah. had this bet for 200 to 1 odds. Oh, so it, there was a mistake somewhere. That's a fireable offense somewhere. Oh, yeah. 20 How million much? bucks. <laughs> I wish I was... A degenerate enough to be to in a Discord exactly. channel <laughs> to no figure kidding. this out. I would put, I would put, like, 20 bucks on it and I would win, you know, whatever 200 to 1 odds is on 20 bucks. I think it's $2,000, but there you go. FanDuel, making mistakes and paying out a lot of money. All right, to the bets tonight. The Padres, to make the playoffs. I've been watching these odds all season they long. They were like 0. .4, 0.04 at one point. They were. Now, if you think the Padres can make the playoffs, you can get plus thirty five hundred odds on this. So you put down ten bucks or a hundred bucks, you get thirty five hundred bucks. Yo, that might that might not be a bad play. Just to put it down, if you have the money, because if you say no, I don't know why anybody would say no. They're not going to make the playoffs. It's minus twenty thousand. But the Padres are plus thirty five hundred right now, and uh, things are looking good for them in regards to that bet. Things are going their way right now. So if you put ten bucks on it, why not? We often talk about if it's worth it. It's if worth you have it. the money, it, it might be worth it. Yeah, ten bucks, five bucks. Yeah, it don't 10, have to be the full C note. Yeah, it could. You could. You could, if you got some loot. million dollars if your mattress max. All right, here you. I go. don't have a million. By the way, dollars. you know what was funny? 
going to Houston oh, yes. and watching the TV screen and seeing he's everywhere. He's everywhere. 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 People love he's him. He's beloved in Houston. Yeah, and everybody else, including Chris Ello, can't stand him. <laughs> I don't feel like that in Houston. No, no, in Houston they love it. Uh, so tonight, 49ers and the Giants in Santa Clara. It's a choose-your-own-adventure bet, Tony. The spread is 10.5. The 49ers are favored by 10.5 points. The total score is over under 43.5. And, and the money line for the Giants to win, plus 410. So which kind of bet would you like? I'll, I guess I'll go first so you can think about it. I am going to go with the total score, and I'm going to say it's going to be over 43 and a half because I feel like there's going to be some part of the game where the 49ers are either up a lot or it's a good game and they're just scoring a lot, but the Giants are going to have to put up points, and I think they will to an extent, so I'm going to say over 43 and a half points. I'm uh, I'm also going to go total points, but I'm going to say under. Under 43 yeah. and a half. Okay. Yeah. All right. No Saquon tonight for the Giants. No offensive tackle tonight for the Giants. So they are coming into the game a little a uh, little bit light. But Daniel Jones, according to Bleacher Report betting, do th- this is their tweet. Do with this Daniel Jones information as you will. He has a 1-10 record in primetime for his career, which is the worst record of any quarterback in at least uh, with at least 10 starts since 1970. He's winless as a double-digit underdog in his career, 0-7, and they're 10.5-point underdog tonight. But he's 17-6 and six against the spread as a road underdog. So basically what that tweet is telling you... Nothing. It means nothing. <laughs> it means you should bet on the Giants to cover, plus 10.5, because Daniel Jones is 17-6 as an underdog on the road, which is what he is. Tonight. That's literally the only good statistic they had. Bro. I know. They said 1-10. You just glossed over the first two where he's 1-10. But, but those don't really... Those don't, what do you mean? It's prime time, right? Okay, that one he's makes one sense. He's 1-10. And, and double digit uh He's 0-7. He's 0 He hasn't got a win in double digits. And what is he today? He is a 10 and a half he's point underdog. But, but you want to go at 17-6 on the road. Against the spread on the road, even though the spread oh. could be like 2 points or something you like, like that. You like that one so much. You didn't even pick spread yourself on this one. I you, know cuz I don't like it that much. I was just saying you can really you can really fashion anything into a good Outlook on it. Yeah, you, you definitely can do I that. I did. 17 you, 6 you against did the spread as road underdogs. You did that. All right, last thing I have is a parlay. I know I said I was done with parlays, but now you know why I uh, you know changed my mind all the time because I saw this good one. It will go like this plus 650 if it hits the 49ers money line. 49ers have to score at least 28 points. Christian McCaffrey to score two or more touchdowns, which I think can happen. And Debo Samuel to score a touchdown. Now, the touchdowns are crazy, and I hope it happens. But I I think this has a chance to happen. They used Debo a lot more last week. He got a lot more runs, and they also looked for him in the pass a couple times. And Brock Purdy overthrew him for a touchdown twice, I believe. Christian McCaffrey gets a one-yard carry or a 60-yard carry. He could score two touchdowns easy. I mean, all these things could happen. And I think they're likely to happen. You think... after I don't all, actually think likely. After all of your parlay success. Um, I don't think they're actually likely, but I feel like that is something, as you said, we just said, could happen. So I feel good about this. Plus 650. Plus 650. It's not as much as a payout as I want for guys to score three touchdowns and predict who scores two, but I will take that. 
I think the, actually the hardest part yeah. of this whole thing. You know, the, the the hardest part is that you continue to prove why you're not a good gambler. Because I keep just talking about nothing, basically. No, and then... not just talking about nothing. It's just that you have faith in in this in this bet here. I do have faith in this. Yeah, bet. I don't understand it. Uh, the Giants are going to give up, you know, some touchdowns, and so C- Christian McCaffrey is the one guy that the 49ers are going to give the ball a lot. And Debo is Brandon Ayuk is out tonight, so Debo is going to be even more involved. I hope you're right, Scrape. I, I I really want you to come in here on Friday and with a victory. I do too, that. but I don't think it's going to happen. All right, well that's it for the. I almost said Big Five. It's the it's daily not the Big gambit. Five. It's the daily gambit. All right, well. Daily Gambit in the can. Let's uh, get to break. When we come back, we'll get into some of the NFL injuries that we have. We've already kind of highlighted Trayvon Diggs, but there's a few others out there as we get set for tonight's action, as we start moving towards um, the NFL weekend or NFL Sunday. Brent Sobleski will join us in this hour as well. We got you covered on the NFL. More going to Chris on the way. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Round two for me this hour is brought to you by Ashley Furniture. Fall is almost here, and at Ashley, seasonal decorating is a breeze. Snuggle up on a sectional or ultra-modern sofa. Gather outside with a new fire pit or conversation set. Ashley has everything you'll need. Shop in store or visit Ashley.com today. Matt Scravey, Tony Gwynn Jr. here in the Odyssey Palace on a Padres off day. Padres currently sitting with a seven-game win streak heading into this weekend against the Cardinals. And uh, we're going to be having Padres pen pals at 4 p.m. today. I got some good DMs. I got some good stuff to talk about. So stay tuned for that at 4 p.m. Next segment at 3.40, we're going to talk to Brent Sobleski of Bleacher Report. He's going to answer some of our NFL questions. And I'm going to ask him about actually the uh, Minka Fitzpatrick news because we... Is that news? He didn't... Well, uh, news as in he is defending himself that it wasn't a dirty hit. And so what we're talking about, Monday Night Football, Nick Chubb suffers a horrific knee injury, and he's going to be out for the rest of the season. Many were saying that Minka uh, Fitzpatrick was 
dirty because he went low on Nick Chubb. And, ridiculous. And Nick Chubb's foot was caught in the grass, and he it bent in ways, the knee that's not supposed to bend. But there were a lot of upset people, and Minka Fitzpatrick came out today and said he's not a dirty player, and he didn't mean to hurt Nick Chubb. He didn't. I, I mean, know that. We are, they have only had their hit area shrunk and shrunk and shrunk some more. That's true. And so, it, it is just the law of physics. If Mika Fitzpatrick goes high on somebody like Nick Chubb, he's going to get ran over and possibly concussed himself. So, the natural human thing to think of is, you know what? This guy's big. I'm going low. Now, in a perfect world, you aim near like the thigh and quad and you hit it every time. But in full at full speed, trying to hit a target with your shoulders, you know, is, is not all that easy. And um, I don't think he should have to defend himself naturally because of the world we live in. You, you know people are going to come out immediately like, oh, he's dirty. He tried to hurt him. Ah, that's, that's Well, you know watch. why. It's because... Fantasy? Yes. yes. And Nick Chubb is a very good fantasy player. Who, so. had, fan, who had Nick Chubb in our fantasy league? Oh, that's a good question. It wasn't me. Uh, oh, my gosh. It can't be Chris, right? I got to go check and see if it's Chris right <laughs> I'll now. go check, Chris. You keep going. All right. Uh, so another news story from the NFL. Number one overall pick, Bryce Young, is not likely to play in week three's game against the Seattle Seahawks due to an ankle injury. No one really knew about this ankle injury until yesterday when he didn't practice. And he uh, played in the game on, was it Monday night? Yes, it was Monday night against the New Orleans Saints. His injury wasn't reported at any point. Ooh. Who was it? No, I just got some uh, bad news for the Niners. What? Ayuk? I already knew that. Oh. I, I said that last segment. Oh, I didn't know you said That's that. That's why I said Debo was going to get more carries and catches ah. and targets and all that. Yeah. Apparently, I wasn't You scared listening. me. You scared me like Nick Chubb was on I, my that's team a big and I didn't deal, know. Ayuk was, is, was, is balling through his first two You're weeks. Right. You're right. But he, he hurt his shoulder or something or his collarbone. Hey. Uh, so, Bryce Young is not going to probably play on Sunday and... Andy Dalton has found his way back into the starting lineup for the Carolina Panthers. I cannot believe it. Andy Dalton keeps finding places to go. Good for him. But more so, I think this is why I didn't I wasn't sold on Bryce Young as the number 1 overall pick. Why? He's too small. He's 5'10". His ankles hurt. It's not like he got like sacked and like is out. But here's a problem. He's 5'10", 204. Okay. I read an article earlier this week that they have a package for the tush push is what they're calling the the Jalen Hurts touchdown or the like one-yard quarterback sneak. But they have to bring in Andy Dalton because Bryce Young is too small to be doing that. So it's like when Andy Dalton comes in, the team knows exactly what they're going to do. They're going to go for a one inch up the middle. But they don't have to. They, I mean, they don't have to. They can but pump. They can play that's action. Why, that's out of why that. they have Andy Dalton on the team, basically. That's ridiculous. To, to do the tush push. It's not why they have Andy Dalton on the team. Bro. So you're not concerned about the, his size at this no, point? We're three games into his NFL the, career, no, and he's not hurt. Not at this point. Not at this point, man. All right. I am. Clearly, <laughs> uh, Nathaniel Hackett shouldn't have said this, but he did say this. Uh, he Gosh, said, "Nathaniel, Nathaniel." Hackett said, Micah Parsons, they underestimated his speed. They. <laughs> what? 
How do you underestimate Micah Parsons' speed? He was only like one everywhere in week one. I mean, it, correct me if I'm wrong. We are taught that coaches watch film like 24-7. You mean to tell me nothing on film told you that he was as fast as as every as anybody you've seen? What about the last three years of his career? What did that tell you? Yeah. This was this is a bad move for Nathaniel Hackett to say you underestimate one of the best players a, in the NFL. It's not a good look. It's not a good look, especially with Zach Wilson being quarterback. Now, I have seen some of the Jets fans are trying to rally around Zach Wilson like Philadelphia fans rallied around Trey Turner. Trey Turner turned it around after the fans rallied, so we'll see what happens with Zach Wilson. But I don't really have any good feelings for Zach Wilson, which really is unfortunate because Garrett Wilson is one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. He was very. He was looking forward to this year with Aaron Rodgers, and now he's just another guy. I mean, again. he's probably thinking to himself, "Man, what kind of year would I have? What kind of year did I had last year with with uh, my guy's name again, Wilson, Zach Wilson? Zach, what kind of year did he have with Zach Wilson? Well, he I mean, had over a thousand yards with like a that's bunch what, of different that, quarterbacks. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. Yeah, he probably is. Probably was looking forward to it, but uh, he's got to deal with Zach. Zach's gonna have to. I mean, it's there. Zach is not the only issue the Jets have. I mean, Jets, their defense surrendered some points against Dallas last they week. Did, yeah. So, you know, they got more issues than just Zach. If the if the defense was performing like it did last year, then we could have that that conversation. But they're not at this point. Some of the other out um, designations would be Saquon Barkley. He is not playing tonight against the 49ers. Austin Eckler with an ankle injury. He is uh, he did not practice, so they haven't ruled him out, but it doesn't look good for Austin Eckler. Now, this is a crazy story from Chicago. I don't know if you've seen this, Tony. It's very complicated. I've had to read it like seven times. But Chicago Bears defensive coordinator Alan Williams resigned on Wednesday, yesterday, um, after two weeks of his... Uh, time with the team now right after this there was a rumor that went up on social media that the fbi raided the bears like practice facility and they raided uh alan williams's house and so the police actually had to come out and say that this is not true we never even went to hallis hall <laughs> what is wrong with people? alan williams is like no i'm retiring because i have health I'm, yeah, problems issues, right so someone spread a rumor that he – I don't even know what the rumor was, but the police were – like, people had to actually ask the police whether or not this was true, and it wasn't true. The police said, we have never been to Allie and Williams' house, we have never been to Hallis Hall, and we did not raid anything. <laughs> How do people come up with this stuff? I have no idea. But that is crazy. The, the, the scarier part is that people run with it, and they, like, they want to be a part of the lie. And I don't understand it. It's so yeah. weird. Like, yeah, I retweeted that they they uh, raided Hallis Hall. Yeah. Lie. That Lie. Didn't, that, did, that didn't actually happen there, buddy. Definitely didn't happen. Um, last thing, Justin Fields. Did you see this comment about his, his uh, coaching yeah, this staff? Is, this isn't a good look for Justin, man, I got to say. They basically, the reporters were asking him why he's struggling this year. And his, uh, you know, in, in not so many words, he said, it's my coaching. And so. Yeah, it, it's it's. And then he tried to really backtrack from there. He did. Um, listen, even if that's the case, it's just it's not a good look when you're the one on the field actually doing this stuff to point the finger elsewhere. Yeah. Even if it's true, it does not – It is. 
It doesn't come off as a, it comes off very Zach Wilson ish. That's a good point because Zach Wilson that, last year, and, and that was what basically lost him. That's why his teammates were wearing uh, Mike, Mike White, free White Mike, uh, yeah. <laughs> shirts because he said that he he. And once you start pointing the finger, it, it's and you know quarterback is supposed to be the one of the leaders in in the in the room. Oh yeah, and if you are pointing the finger and else in the opposite direction of yourself, that's not a very leader quality. So here, here's what it said. They, the reporters asked why he felt like he played robotic in week two. And he said, you know, could be coaching, I think. At the end of the day, they're doing their job when they are giving me what to look at. But at the end of the day, I can't be thinking about that when the game. So who is that on then? They're Him. doing their job to <laughs> show you what they're looking at. And at the end of the day, what was that? What was that line? At the end of the at day, at the end of the day, I can't be thinking about that when the game comes, which I believe is your job. Sir. I mean, listen, I agree. You want to play off of instincts, and but the quarterback position, you're gonna to have to know some of these things, and you're gonna to have to be able to digest them all while people are flying around your body. That's why they say quarterback is maybe one of the hardest jobs in the world. Yeah, be a professional NFL See, to me, quarterback. You kind of, and when it's it's. Is pointing the finger at his coaches, but in another instance, is also like saying things. Is he's reminding us that he's the one that's actually out on the field? So I think that's probably why he said it, right? He wants to defend himself. That's and a natural he felt like defense. He was in the corner. It's a natural defensive uh, thing to do. I think not natural, but a lot of people go that route. Yeah. So. The, after the practice on Wednesday, reporters again came over and asked him more questions Redo. about that. Hey, what do you feel about your coaching staff? He said, I'm not blaming anything on the coaches. I'm never going to blame anything on the coaches or my teammate. Whatever happens in the game, I will take everything. If it's a drop pass, it should have been a pass. It's on me. Put it on me. Blah, 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 blah. You know what he's going to say. Now, who got to do, him? Do, we believe, got to do him? we believe you now? I mean, no. you, just, you just told us the opposite yesterday. Like three hours before so, you gave that other answer. So either his agent got in his ear or the coaches were like, hey, we need to talk about this because this is a real big red flag for the future of us. I mean, people get fired for that kind of stuff. This is a high high pick right here. Let's ask uh, Brent Sobleski about it because I'm sure he's going to have a ton of thoughts on Justin Fields, uh, Nick Chubb, and the rest of the NFL story. So we'll, do, we'll be joined by Brent Sobleski of Bleacher Report when we get back on 97.3 The Fan. Joining us on the premiere Chevrolet of Carl's Bad Fan High. Hotline is a guest we haven't had on in quite some time. Happy to have him back. Brent Sabliski joins us. Bleacher Report. And Brent, welcome back, man. How are you? I'm doing well. We're in the thick of the NFL season. Already prepared for the NFL draft. And next April, we're already getting to that as well. At Bleacher Report with the scouting department. So, rip roaring ready to go, my friends. Man, it never fails. You, you never come unprepared, that's for sure. Uh, let's talk about... <laughs> What this, these first couple of weeks of the seasons? I mean, has has there been anything that has jumped out to you, surprised you uh, in these first two weeks? Well, I think the biggest um, turnaround in a negative fashion that we're, we're looking at is what happened to a team like the Cincinnati Bengals, right? This is a Super Bowl contender that's sitting at zero and two overall. Um, when you are, when you're at that juncture, there's I believe it's only eleven percent of teams since the start of the 90 season could still make the postseason after that point. So you, when you have a soft tissue injury to someone like Joe Burrow, those linger. He's clearly not the same player we've grown accustomed to seeing over the last few seasons. So that takes you, that kind of softens the AFC a little bit, right? You're, we're, this is the conference we're always talking about. 
It's just murderer's row that you got to go through all these teams, and yet Cincinnati's 0-2. The Chiefs lost their opening yeah. uh, game this season. So Jacksonville's 1-1. One one. We expected a leap from them. The Chargers are 0-2. So maybe it's not going to be as difficult in the AFC as we initially predicted. It's a good point. We're talking to Brent Sobleski of Bleach Report on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad Fan Hotline. And I want to talk about the running back. Saquon Barkley is down. He's not playing tonight. Austin Eckler didn't play last week. Doesn't look like he's going to play this week. Nick Chubb, unfortunately, lost for the year. And who knows if he's going to be back and ready for next year. But before the year, we talked a lot about the running back contracts. We talked about how they met. How do you think the running backs can get more money? Because this is what they're afraid of. Well, the biggest things they can do is essentially have the union advocate for them. And the owners have come out publicly, specifically Robert Ursay, which yeah. didn't help his case whatsoever. <laughs> but he was correct in saying that you can't negotiate by a position-by-position position case, uh, specifically for one only one specific group that feels like they're not getting their value overall. So what it comes down to is essentially when you're looking at the collective bargaining agreement. And as we still have yeah. a couple more years before this can be changed. But at the same time, you have to start look, be looking ahead. When you have these negotiations, everyone concentrates on allocation of profits, right? That's the big thing every single time. What's the percentage the owners get as compared to the players? But then you have to go into the minutia of that contract. And one of the things that really hurts running back specifically is their prime years trend younger than other positions. So you're most valuable as a running back in those years one through five. Well, guess what? If you're a first-round running back, your rookie contract is years one through five. So one of the things that they could be potentially negotiating over time is shortening those rookie contracts, maybe uh, just getting rid of the fifth-year first-round option, things along those lines to potentially make it more valuable for them in the short term instead of them having to wait till they're 27, 28, 29 to get into the meat of what is the deal for most positions, yet they're already losing value at that age. Yeah, that's when owners and GMs start looking at these running backs sideways uh, after they get past that kid to that 27, 28, 29-year-old uh, body at that point. Brett Siblinski joins us here Bleacher Report. And, Brett, let's talk a little bit about the Chargers because uh, this is 0-2 start. Albeit uh, some some tough losses, especially the first week. Um, this is not the kind of start that you expected. It, it, it people would like to attach this to that playoff loss. I, I'm one that believes it's a little too late for that at this point. This is just them not getting the job done here. The first two weeks. Agreed. Uh, and I, I'm, I wrote this past week. I said, "There's there's no more excuses. There's yeah. not." Yeah, you have the talent, and we're all expecting it to eventually play well. Maybe they're just not good, right? <laughs> Maybe right. they're just not the team that we keep expecting them to be. And that's not just an indictment of the team itself. It's an indictment of the coaching staff. Look, you are sitting right now after two weeks as the worst defense in professional football, mm. and it's not even close, 438 yards per game, right? Worst passing offense or defense in the NFL. Why was Brandon Staley hired? Oh, yeah, because he helped revolutionize modern defenses based on how we, they are currently played, specifically how he built upon Vic Fangio's scheme and essentially came up with what we see all the time now, all these soft shells, dropping guys more in the coverage, lighter boxes. This was his philosophy that kind of really took root and what we see with every defense in the NFL now, but it's not working 
for the Chargers. So who do you point your fingers at? And to me, it, you, it immediately goes to the coach who's supposed to be able to come in and rectify that situation. That's where he specializes, and yet that's where they are the worst team in football in that regard. So, yeah, we can point to Justin Herbert and say he's one of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL, and you have talent everywhere with Austin Eckler and Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, right, and a, a good offensive line, and you got Joey Bose on Darwin James. So what? You keep coming up short. You keep playing mediocre seasons, and you're not good enough on one side of the football. So, to me, I'm done making excuses for the Los Angeles Chargers. You're just a bad football team at this point. <laughs> I think a lot of people uh, agree with you around these parts. Yeah, especially around these parts. Yeah. Uh, Brent Sebleski, Bleacher Report, talking to us about the NFL here on the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. And I, I was at the game between the 49ers and the Rams on Sunday, and one thing was very strange about that game. Cam Akers was not dressed and ready to go for the team uh but he was traded to the vikings er earlier this week and there's been just such a weird relationship between cam makers and the rams what do you make of that well, here I thought I got excited. You said Rams. I thought we get to talk Puka Nakua. I mean, the you young can talk Puka Nakua if you want to. <laughs> no, I, I just I want to give the kid that because he's been fantastic. I loved watching him at BYU, and really it was injuries that prevented him from being a more well-known name nationally. But yeah, you're right with Cam Akers. It just it never worked out the way we expected it to. And I'm sure there's plenty of fantasy football owners out there that kept thinking to themselves, you know what, Cam Akers is going to be running back one for the Los Angeles Rams. <laughs> Tony just, just raised never... his hand, by the way. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> and so, yeah, we, we all had those expectations there as well. But at the same time, you have a player coming in like Kyron Williams who's running really hard. And one thing that's really uh, beneficial for someone like Williams is how good he is in the passing game, not just as a receiver, but also as a blocker. So when you have that complete skill set and your coaches are really invested in you and how you're performing, then that former guy that was projected as RB1 falls to the wayside and you essentially get traded for uh, a bag of balls uh, for the <laughs> NFL equi uh, equivalent. So it's unfortunate, but I think it's a good move to get him into a new system. Obviously, uh, O'Connell will know him and what he can potentially bring. The Vikings desperately need, need more uh, uh, boost to their run game. They've been just pathetic, to be quite frank, in that area to start the season. Madison has not played to the level most of us expected. Again, I, I, I feel a theme coming on, gentlemen. Everything we're talking about is expectations. Yeah. Maybe we were the ones that were wrong all along, and we didn't read things correctly, and this is just another case of that. Brent Blesky joins us here at Bleacher Report. And Brent, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you're a Browns guy, right? You you, you enjoy uh, the Browns. What do you make of, of their start? They look decent. They look pretty good defensively. Now, Deshaun hasn't necessarily gotten it going yet. I mean, how are you feeling about your Browns? <laughs> Let's put it this way. Yes, I am in Ohio. Yes, I cover the Cleveland Browns. But I will not make excuses for them either <laughs> at this juncture. Right? <laughs> And because you are sitting at a, a point where your entire roster, when you compare it throughout the rest of the league, is as good as anyone's from top to bottom. The problem is this. One, you lose Nick Chubb. Yeah, uh, that's, that's unfortunate. Tough. Now, I won't say it's dirty because I don't believe it was dirty. I think it was a no. bang-bang play, a poor tackle attempt, and, and Chubb's leg got – or his cleat got stuck in the ground. Never want to see that. One of the best players in the league. Absolutely love watching him. It was gut-churning just to see that happen. Now, without him, where do you go? Right. And that's really your question. 
because what we've seen from Deshaun Watson is not the Deshaun Watson before everything occurred uh, with his time in the Houston Texans organization. And so if you're not getting, I, I won't even say quality quarterback play, I would say they're not even getting competent quarterback play from that mm. position since he became the starter after last year's suspension. I think he's ranked 37th uh, in overall performance, or at least grade, uh, since he's taken over that position. He's clearly not in rhythm. He's not seeing the field well. He's missing throws. He's giving some of the most time and protection, and yet he's holding the ball longer than almost every quarterback in the NFL. This is a guy that's not that's simply not feeling the game the way he did once upon a time when he led the league in passing yardage. And, yes, you have a great defense. Yes, you have an awesome roster. But, again, you're being held back by a certain person or problem within your organization for the Cleveland Browns. It's the quarterback position that they felt they solved. Well, unfortunately, that's not the case. And the guy you uh, kicked to the side is now the third highest graded quarterback in the NFL. Oh, that's Baker Mayfield in the 2-0 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> I feel good for Baker, actually, yeah, because kind of, he, he kind Baker. of was uh, thrown through the, the wash there for a little bit. Talking to Brent Sobleski on Bleacher Report here on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad Fan Hotline. And uh, I'm going to ask you for Chris, because Chris loves his Dolphins, but they're playing pretty good right now. They're 2-0. They uh, Tua's looking good. Tyreek is looking good. Do you think they can sustain this all season? Absolutely, as long as Tua stays healthy, yeah. and that's that's the asterisk, right? That's the that's that's going to be every conversation you have about the Miami Dolphins. But if you look at where they are from a holistic point of view, this is arguably the best team in football right now as we speak. They are so explosive. They are so fast. They can create so much offensively. But it's not just the offense. One of the things where they are very good is up front on their defense, specifically at the point of attack, right? They're very uh, very potent when it comes to Zach Seiler, right? And you have Christian Wilkins, and eventually Jalen Phillips is going to be fully healthy again. And you will eventually, eventually uh, uh, get better at cornerback when you get healthy there as well with Jalen Ramsey. So to me, this is a team that's already one of the top two or three teams in the NFL right now that has the potential to be even better, which makes them, to my eyes, a Super Bowl contender. Because when you look at it, right, let's just look at the AFC East as an example. First, you had the Buffalo Bills. Well, the Buffalo Bills have come out slow. And yeah. one of the reasons we haven't really elaborated on uh, over the last year and uh, two games is, you know, Josh Allen hasn't been the same quarterback since Brian Dayball left, right? We're getting more of the YOLO balls. We're getting <laughs> more of the issues <laughs> within the, the offense. <laughs> <laughs> <That's good. laughs> but you're getting that, right? You're getting the hero ball more than we did the way that Brian Dayball really tempered it and allowed his skill set to thrive. Now you look at the Jets. We thought the Jets were going to be great, and they still could be a playoff team. They have a great defense. They have uh, they have pieces on offense, but you don't have Aaron Rodgers now, and I'm, there's not very many believers in Zach Wilson. So that pathway, at least through your own division, should be easier, which speaks to what we were talking about when we first started this conversation. The AFC East or AFC as a whole looks easier than we initially suspected, and one of the teams that could really take advantage of that are the Miami Dolphins. Last one for me, Brent. Uh, Sean Payton took over the the Denver Broncos, um, and it seems like people are already counting down to when he makes a change at the quarterback position. Although it, it I would say through the first couple of games, uh, Russell has played a lot better. What's been your 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 take of it so far? No, you have the right read because in the first half of the first two games, he's the highest rated quarterback in the NFL. Now, granted, you want a whole game performance. Right. 
of that level. But at least what you're seeing is an improvement overall. Let's not forget where the Denver Broncos were last year. <laughs> Remember the beginning of last season? They couldn't even get plays in on time. That's how awful that <laughs> situation was. It was it was painful to watch, and they are being competitive. And it just points to the fact that, you know, we had this. We had to, we built this narrative a year ago that we thought the AFC West was going to be the best division we ever seen. Well, okay, it didn't work out that way, but but the Kansas City Chiefs did win the Super Bowl, so maybe, so maybe not. In, in this instance, you're looking at the Broncos and thinking to yourself, Russell Wilson isn't as good as they hoped. He's better than what he was last year, but overall, the team is still working its way through to the point where they can be uh, competitive on a consistent basis. I will say, Sean Payton's made them look better, yeah, but they're falling short specifically late in games. And that's not a slight against Russell Wilson whatsoever. It just shows that they have to learn how to win again. Russell has to be able to guy that takes over late. We haven't seen that. I think we still can, but it's something that they'll have to develop over time. Brent, as always, man, on point. It's good to have you back, man. Hoping to do this a little bit more during the year, man. Thanks for coming on. All right, gentlemen. You guys have a nice evening. Thank you. Brent Sobleski of Bleacher Report. On the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline, save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall Chevrolet. Find new roads. Uh, Stephen A. is throwing out the first pitch in, new, in Yankee Stadium today. I can only imagine as much noise as he talks if this oh, pitch. I almost this, hope for it to be bad. If he 50 cents this pitch, <laughs> he will never, ever hear the end of this. No, he won't, he, and nor th- should he. It, it will go viral, and people will be tweeted. It'll be a segment on any one of these shows oh, yeah. here for the next week if he can't if he can't land this. I don't think he's going to miss. I don't think he will either. He's, I, Stephen he seems, seems like, like a he, guy he, he probably showed up early and got some warm-up oh, tosses yeah. in for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, Chris Ello did it, so why wouldn't Stephen <laughs> A do it? That's true. Uh, yeah, Brent is always on point. Man, I hope we get to have him more often. He, I enjoy him coming on. I do too. He brings good energy, and he lives and breathes he NFL loves, football. He loves football. He, he definitely does. loves football. There's no doubt about it. Uh, now, we're not doing Chris versus the fan today, correct? Not today. We'll not be, today. We'll be having this replacement. We have Padres Pen Pals, which P-P-P. I just I just added a topic from myself because uh, MLB Network was showing which now, suitors. Now, now, granted, I just want to point this out. And MLB Network's defense, we have the sound off. We actually don't know anything about what they just finished I didn't saying. like the picture. The pictures were, I think the caption was, uh, trade, trade play, places Juan Soto could be traded to. Yes, trade suitors. They had Yankees. Yes. They had Diamondbacks. Yeah. And they had the Mariners. Like, what? We'll discuss. What? Along with PPP. When we return, we're going to Chris. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. 
As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tecovas. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade, handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Four o'clock here on Gwen and Chris in the Odyssey Palace, 97.3 The Fan. Matt Scraby here filling in for Chris Ello, DFA'd until Monday. Tony Quinn Jr. in here as well. He is enjoying the Padres off day. We are about to do Padres Pen Pals, which if you don't know what Padres Pen Pals is, it's where I get DMs or tweets and I uh, put it to the guys and they ask, they answer questions. But today it's going to be Tony and I answering the questions. And we got some actually really, you know, this winning streak has done a wonder on the moods out there. But uh, on the other side, some aren't impressed by this, which I kind of understand because it's a little bit too late in my opinion so we'll get into that in Padres Pen Pals but it's first, a little too late too little too late maybe 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 not maybe not Tony and I were in here in the break talking about the future plans of the show and we're like well if the Padres go to the playoffs and legitimately Tony we can actually say that without feeling crazy because they do have a shot four and a half games out they do have a shot. Now, Juan Soto was the topic of discussion on MLB Network uh, a little bit ago, and they were talking about different suitors that the Padres could trade him to in the offseason, and I found one to be egregious. Which and, one is that? Well, Yankees, number one, because when he popped up on the screen in the Yankees uniform that they photoshopped that, him in. Ask, why would that be egregious? Because it just doesn't. I just don't want him to be a Yankee. The Yankees aren't the, the, the end-all, be-all in baseball anymore. They aren't, but they have, they're on the completely different side of the country. Can you they're imagine? not in the National League. They're, they're not, they're not, they don't have any. That is why that would be okay. It's personal feeling as to why oh, I wouldn't okay. want one to go there. And he would also hit a lot of home runs in Yankee Stadium over that porch in right field. He was also... Uh, they also had him in a Diamondback uniform and a Mariner uniform. Yeah, so the Mariners, AJ works with the Mariners all the time, so maybe that could happen. But the one I just don't understand is why would the Padres ever trade in division to the Diamondbacks to give them Juan Soto? And I know what you're about to say. What am I about to say? Well, they're going to get good players back. But then you have to face they, Juan what, Soto. What, yeah, no, that's a problem. Um, what about if they're going to give you, oh, this guy on the screen right here, Corbin oh, Carroll? If they, Corbin Carroll is a rookie of the year, would they be willing to do that? Uh, Aren't they building I, it around I, him? I, I, why would you have a conversation with him without even starting there? I mean, that's their, that's their best player, right? It is their best player. I, I mean, not that I would, that would be the only piece, but I'm saying that would, the conversation would at least have to start there. 
Oh yeah. If they if you say to the Diamondbacks, we I mean, are Diamondbacks calling you like, hey, we're interested in Juan Soto. Okay, give me and Corbin you're Carroll. Actu- if you're actually entertaining it, I would like Corbin Carroll, and, and I would also say, like. Well, let's start this conversation with Corbin Carroll. Is this how it goes, actually? Yeah, I'm sure you don't show your hand and say, I would like such and such and such and such. You don't do that. Cause, you know Because they're like, all right, cool. You got you to gotta kind of lay it out there. You can't, see, you can't just jump into the pool. This is right? why I'm not a lawyer or an agent, because I show my hand. Immediately. Oh, okay, hand. We'll, we'll go for Corbin Carroll. Corbin Carroll. <laughs> what a, okay, here, you give me Corbin Carroll yeah, and Zach Gallen, and I'll give you Juan Soto. I, I I I don't know. I don't know. If, listen, I don't know if I'm just saying that was one of the teams they had I, up there. I know. In the Mariners, I, I where do you start that conversation? Julio Rodriguez. <laughs> Why not? I mean, you start big and then you let them talk real. down. The Padres don't need any infielders. No, they no. have too many infielders. Correct. As it is. Yes. Uh. So, yeah, man. It's it's going to be a conversation until either. Juan signs an extension or says, I'll be heading to free agency like he's like Manny did before he ultimately didn't head to free agency. I wonder I wonder if there's any thought in Juan Soto's mind too. I've already done this whole free agency thing and flirting with free agency and I didn't like it and I got I got pushback on when I turned down the Nationals contract. I wonder if there's anything in that in his head like, I just want this to be over. I want it to I want to sign a contract and be done. And Padres, offer me a contract, and I'll sign it for you. Wait, what? I'm just saying, like, Juan Soto said he felt uncomfortable during the whole trade deadline thing, during the whole uh, turning down the he big money from Nationals. He did say he wasn't a Nationals. fan of that experience. So why would he want to do it again? He may not. But I guess it's not really but his But, I choice. mean, also, in the same token, he doesn't have to. I mean, if, if, he's, if, the, if the carrot at the end of it is free agency where you get to dictate the action, you get to pick... You get to be flown out and wined and dine. Uh yeah, I mean that that could that might be enough to allow you to swallow that one more time and go through it. Yeah. All right. I think I mean there there is a chance that he signs an extension. I, mean, I don't think we could rule anything out anymore. Like I know the Padres are committed a ton of money, but I've been I've been wrong too many times to now doubt that they could go out and and extend one <laughs> if they wanted to. So Yeah. Uh, I'm still waiting for Hector Gomez to come through on his tweet promise. He said they were going good, didn't he? He, said <laughs> he did. He weeks said negotiations ago. <laughs> were going good. I don't know why I keep picking on Hector Gomez, but he does seem to be in these things. He hasn't claiming. gotten very much wrong. Yeah, I can't think of anything he's gotten wrong. I I obviously can't either. Yeah, because I mean, it's me. it is, I know it's a it's not somebody that a lot of people follow, but he when it comes to the the Spanish guys, the guys in the league, mm-hmm. oh, he's, yeah. he's been on point. So Yes. All right. Uh, Padres Pen Pals in a second. Tune in to kick off with Boomer Esiason and Mike Valenti. Every week, Boomer and Valenti preview the entire slate of NFL games. Analysis from Boomer. Picks from Mike. The, big- the Latin guys. The Latin guys. He's been on point with the Latin guys. <laughs> yes. The biggest story is in the league packed into an hour. Saturday mornings at 6 a.m. here on 97.3 The Fan and always live on the free Odyssey app. Presented nationally by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos, brought to you by those who drink it and by Lowe's. Lowe's knows home improvement. One more thing on the Odyssey app. Type in 12 games in October. I got someone DM me this morning because the Padres are making their way back to the playoffs. They wanted to get excited, and so they listened to the wild card game against the ah, Mets, the first one. That'll get you going. Yeah, so go uh, 12 games in October. Tony Gwynn Jr. makes an appearance in that many times. So does Jesse Agler. All right, here we go. Padres pen pals coming at you. 
It's time to ask the experts, Padres fans. I was hoping maybe you can bring a little insight into it. Write us, tweet us, Facebook us. Send a carrier pigeon for Chris. He thinks they're cute. Padres Pen Pals begins. Hurt the Pelota big time. Now on 97.3 The Fan. All right, Padres Pen Pals, where people write into me. We're just going to get right into it. I got this yesterday on Instagram. It's from Matt. And it's not from me, I promise, because this is too smart for me. But here is what he said. I'm glad this team found a way. Okay, so I'll give you background. Last night in the post-game show, I was talking about how this is a good thing to see from this team, even if they don't make the playoffs, because it proves that they can play together and they can score a bunch of runs and all that stuff. So here's what Matt said. I'm glad this team found a way to play how they should have been playing all year, and it feels promising for 2024. I'm glad they're still fighting instead of packing it in, but what this winning streak doesn't show is an ability for this team to perform when there are high expectations. As their playoff chances diminished in early September, the overall expectation for this season shifted to a place where we no longer expected them to make the playoffs. The media and fans went from hoping they sneak into the last wildcard spot with a good winning streak to analyzing what went wrong. Now that we expect them to miss the playoffs, the pressure is off and guys can loosen up and just play ball. But what happens next year, Tony, when the expectation inevitably shifts back to them being a contender? Uh, you know, you know what to expect. You know how to you've you've gained the lesson of playing under those circumstances. And although you didn't play well this year under those circumstances, you'll have a chance to maybe approach things a little bit differently. You know, you learn a lot when you when you go through these type of situations. So I wouldn't worry about next year and expectations. The expectations likely won't be as high because of the performance this year. So they'll have that going for them as well. I I just think, uh, you know, it's weird. You, no matter how much money is spent on a team, you, you're just not entitled to to wins. You, you got to you gotta go out and ex- execute. And, I mean, I think that goes on the fan side. You, you, you know, you can spend the money to come watch them. Doesn't mean you're entitled to a win. It, it's just not <laughs> how sports work. So, um and fans packed it in all they, season, all long. year long. I mean, I, you can't yesterday, say enough. Yesterday, thirty something thousand people you, on a Wednesday in the yeah, middle no, of the day. You can't say enough about uh, our, our people here in San Diego. Oh, oh no, he man. did. He ba- oh. Stephen A. <laughs> he bounced it. Stephen A. throwing out the first too. pitch at he Yankee kn- Stadium. He knows he's going to be in trouble for it, bouncing. He, he it. tweeted, "It was a changeup. <laughs> it didn't even hit the dirt. It, it was like one of Blake's." 50 feet sliders yeah. he throws. He throws into the ground. It bounces in the grass before the dirt. Wow. That's that was hilarious. Bad. Uh, I just lost my train No, of it's okay. That, that was that bad. <laughs> Go look that up if it you can. Actually, it actually was a perfect strike after it bounced and went up. Too bad it bounced. <laughs> <laughs> um... I guess would you would it be safe to say that a lot of these players in the clubhouse this is probably their their most difficult and challenging year of their career, like the Xander Bogarts, the Manny Machado, the Juan Soto, just with all the different stuff that's happened this season and the losing. I mean, Xander just kind of went through it last year with his last year in Boston. True, uh, true. I don't know. It's hard to say. You know, those who have just been here in San Diego, yeah, probably their most challenging. 
Um, the only reason I ask is because I would think in the off season they, I would think that this season would cause them to m- make sure that this doesn't happen next season. And, and I know that there's no real way to actually make sure that doesn't happen, but I feel like they have to believe that they're not going to be what they were this year heading into next year. I, I think they believe that. All right. I think they believe that. Thank you to Matt on Instagram. This one came on Twitter. We mentioned it last night from The Hawk, and it's talking talking about Juan Soto. Check out Soto's batting average at Petco, just above 225. Look at his clutch status. He's been awful. So many times during season, he needed to come through and didn't. His base running is awful. Fielding, below average. His numbers may paint a picture, but for, no, for, for the money, no thank you. And so... I wanted to uh, bring this one up because Juan Soto, if you look at some of... Yesterday, I basically said to this, everybody was not clutch this year. So it's not just Juan Soto. It was a collective effort of not being clutch. But when you look at Juan Soto with hitting with two outs, that's his best situation. This year, he's hitting 301 with two outs. And he's driven in the most RBIs with 41. Uh with no outs, he's hitting 269. With one out, he's hitting 230. So I think hitting with two outs and runners in scoring position, he's hitting 301 this year. I don't know that that classifies the clutch status. Uh, no, here's the clutch I, stats that he was talking okay. about two outs and runners in scoring position, 321 is That's Juan what he, Soto. He point, that was the stats he sent you? No, I'm looking at baseball reference. Oh, okay. Yeah. So is that this, in the clutch category? It's in the clutch stats category. Two outs with runners in scoring position. His OPS is .999. His batting average is .321. Where's he getting the 220? Oh, at Petco Park is .225. I got you. Yeah, okay. yeah. At home, he's .225. 28 RBIs. A tie game, he's hitting .274, driving in 36 RBIs. So I think that Juan Soto's been more clutch than any other, even though I have given him stuff uh, all know, season long. For, I, I think... I don't know where this comes Actually, from. Actually, I, I haven't, but Chris has. I think this is is really because when the Padres acquired him, he was, uh, and I was one of these folks. I mean, you, you pretty much had like a hybrid of like Ted Williams and, you know, because he could hit for average and he's doing the type of damage he has done. Now, I think he is disappointed from the average standpoint. You're not getting that. You, we haven't got that 300 plus guy that he was in Washington. But I agree. He has been for when you're comparing him to everybody else in the Padres lineup, he has been the most clutch. He has consistently come up uh, maybe not necessarily the big moments all the time, but you just read the numbers off. Yeah. There's probably not. I, I'm willing to bet there's nobody better in those situations on the Padres roster. Maybe Kim uh, is up there, but outside of that, it's been pretty much him and Juan in those clutch spots. Uh, I just think he he's a victim of his own success. He yeah. hasn't lived up to that. I mean, the the highest of high bars that he set, but he he's been pretty damn good though. I'm just saying he's lately too thirty over a hundred. I mean, he leads the Padres in pretty much every offensive statistical category except for average. He's got tons of walks. I mean, he's been on base all he's season. He's got tons long. of walks. He's got two. He's got these leading league in walks. Yeah. So uh, last last thing for me: two outs with runners in scoring position. His BAPIP is the highest at three forty two. So it just means he's hitting in clutch moments. Uh, it, listen, you may not. I understand Hawk 
doesn't want him for the type of money it's going to cost. But Me too. I understand that too. That's uh it's a lot of production that they're going to lose gonna, out on. You're going to miss him when he's gone. Exactly. I mean, where are <laughs> they going to get him when he's gone? Where are they going to get 30 home Hopefully runs and 100 RBIs? Mean, but, you know, if where are he they going to get that? I don't you know, think you, you can, can just you got find enough it. talent out here to get it somewhere else, but that's minus 100 that you're you're giving up though, just so. Yeah. All right, thank you the Hawk for that. Now, last one is from James in Mission Hills. I've heard you guys say the Padres are are going to need to have a better bench for next season, and I don't know if they have anyone currently on the bench that could be back next season. I think Garrett Cooper is a guy the Padres could use off the bench. I also think in some spots Matthew Batten could come off the bench. Garrett Cooper is a free agent, and Batten is not close to free agency. Tony, would would you want either of those guys back next season? I wouldn't mind having a guy like Cooper back. I wouldn't guy like I've already told you how I feel about Batten. I think he has uh, done a really nice job. He's versatile. He could play infield. He could play all the infield positions, including first base. Um, Cooper, Is Garrett Cooper more of a DH in your mind? He or? can be a DH. He can be a DH. Um, I, I, I like I like those guys. I, I do. I think uh, you know. I think last this year they came into the year with two older veterans they thought could share the load. That hasn't worked out great. Um, and so, you know, how they address the bench, I don't know. But I, I definitely think Batten has thrown his name into the hat now, the way he's played. He's want, thrown his name uh, into the Hatton. <laughs> but, um, yes! I even got a slight smile from Tony, which means it wasn't the lamest <laughs> joke I've ever told. No, it was lame. It just caught me off guard. <laughs> Good. All right, that's it. Thank you to James. Oh, I guess I should say I like Garrett Cooper, but it doesn't really matter because we'll see what happens over the offseason. But thank you, James, and thank you, Matt. Also, thank you to the Hawk. When we get back, final segment of the show, Gwen and Chris, NFL Pick'em. I believe Tony is kicking Chris's butt. We'll figure it out on the other side, but first, your traffic report. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. 
And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.